welcome Dr. Matthews. Thank you for having me, Greg. Well, listen, uh, well, first of all, where in Texas? You live in Texas now? Yeah, we're just outside, in Dallas County, just outside of Dallas, so close to the DFW airport. Okay, my wife is a San Antonian, and we lived in Dallas uh, back in the 80s. I I miss Texas, you know, everything's (laughs) beautiful in Texas, right? (laughs) Well, in these days, it's at least more rational. (laughs) Yeah, there you go, there you go. Well, let's talk about it. In your article, you asked this question, are you ready for Franken-Earth? And I say, no, I'm not. But uh, who's getting away with doing Frankenstein-like experiments on the environment? What is going on here? Well, this is this is a story in the Wall Street Journal that came out last week, and I, I was I was stunned when I saw it because they're talking about experiments that are being tried on, on the environment, to, in essence, to try to do something to help cool the environment. So one of them, the, the first one they mention is, and this is in Australia, they got $64.5 million to do this experiment, but they're spraying what's called a briny mixture through high pressure nozzles into the air. Now, if people go to, to my, this is a policy bite at IPI.org, if they go and click on that, uh, article. They, I have a link to the Wall Street Journal article where they have pictures of them on a boat with these machines spraying a briny mixture into the air in the hopes that somehow those will get up to the clouds. They're spraying this from sea level, but wow. they're hoping it will get up to the clouds to make the clouds brighter so that the clouds reflect the sun more and thereby uh, cool the atmosphere to some extent. Yeah, um, I mean, dumping chemicals in the ocean, spraying salt water, Water into the clouds, injecting reflected particles in the sky. You were telling me about this, and and before we get it even to that, can I ask this question? Because this this seems so basic to me. What is the mean temperature? I mean, what is the if there is a baseline temperature that the Earth should be? How do we know that we're above it or below it? Or or how you know when I think of things like in the past where Greenland and Iceland and things like that were warmer and all these different kinds of yeah. things. Is there a ba- I mean, when they make these arguments, it just seems like they just they compare things, and I'm like, well, what if that's not the proper comparison? And, and that, and you're absolutely right. There, uh, the Earth has been on a gradual warming trend since the end of the Ice Age. Okay. Uh, that's why the Ice Age in- ended. Is the Earth been on a gra- gradual warming trend, and nobody thinks it was because of industrial policy right. that happened that. And ironically, when they when they talk about the temperatures, because just a few weeks ago. They talked about uh, the highest temperatures in recorded history, and it, it, you mentioned uh, the warming periods. Well, after the warming periods, in the medieval warm period, we went to what they called the Little Ice Age, where temperatures went down a good bit. Right. And that Little Ice Age ended around 1850, 1860. And so temperatures have been a, a gradually warming since the, the Little Ice Age. But when they're going back to what they call recorded history, they're going back to around 1880, 1870. Something like that. Yeah. So they're starting at a very low point and saying, "Oh, look how high it's going." Well, it actually was quite a bit lower when you got started. And the thing is, is I, I kind of like it warmer than colder, anyway. But anyway, so okay, I, I like it a lot, which is why I stayed <laughs> yeah, in Texas. That's right. Well, listen, I thought it, the mantra is always, "Citizens, you're the problem. You're causing environmental catastrophes because you're seeking to live well or live balanced lives or lives that can mitigate nature's worst and celebrate nature's best." Which just means you can actually live a decent life no matter what the weather's like outside. I think that's a good thing. Well, now these people are doing as they please with no understanding of the balance of nature that they're destroying. Is this a, a do as I say, not as I do thing? And is this something that we should really push back on? 
I think hypocrisy is at the heart of all this, and I'll just read a paragraph here from the journal where it says, these geoengineering approaches were once considered taboo by scientists and regulators who feared that tinkering with the environment could have, un- could have unintended consequences. Sure. But now researchers are receiving taxpayer funds and private investments to get out of the lab and test these methods outdoors. So we, were t- we thought it was a terrible thing to do until somebody ponied up several million dollars Right, and then apparently it's okay to do it. And but you know, you besides the the spraying of the spraying of the uh, brine water, the one of them is they're taking a plane up several, I think, sixty thousand feet and dropping particles. I think of it kind of like glitter into the atmosphere in hopes that that glitter will then uh, reflect the sun and help cool the earth. Wow, and, and like you said, the unintended consequence. There's always unintended. It's almost like politics too. You you change your politics and policy. And you think, oh, that solved that problem, but there's an unintended uh, consequence, and now you've created a new one. And it, this just seems crazy because you're messing with something that you're probably could be on the other side of the world that that the the unintended consequence happens, and it's no connection to you. Wow. And you know what happened is several decades ago, Mount Pinatubo uh, erupted, and it spewed a lot of smoke and sulfur in the right. air, but it created a bit of a cover, and that reflected the sun, and there was a noticeable temperature decrease. So what they're doing is they're saying, well, if we can do, if we can sort of, by humans, create a kind of a Mount Pinatubo effect where we get something out there covering the, uh, in, in the atmosphere which reflects the sun, we'll lower the uh, the temperature. But it's, it just, you're, you're doing several things here that just seem, that if you and I were to go out and do this, even on a small scale, we would be branded, uh, right. you know, environmental uh, uh, terrorists, terrorists or yeah. for trying to, yeah, for, for damaging the environment. And, you know, the third thing that they mention here is that they're going off the coast of Massachusetts and, and dumping in 6,000 gallons of a liquid solution of sodium hydroxide in an effort to try to decrease the acidity of the ocean. They want to make it more alkaline, so they're trying an experiment off Martha's Vineyard to dump a bunch of stuff in there to see if they can take out some of the acidity of the ocean. Oh, my gosh. Well, you know, you just described Mount Pinatubo, and you think, that was a catastrophe, folks. That was a catastrophe. Yeah. They want to create more catastrophes to bless us. It, it, that sounds like politics. <laughs> we don't want... We, we, we don't want volcanoes erupting. Right, right. Well, and the other thing, uh, while I've got you, why can't we let data actually drive us, let cost, benefits, trade-offs, discussions inform us? Again, why all this apocalyptic nonsense? I've heard we're going to die in 10 years so many times. First, it was we were going to oh, yeah. freeze. Back in the 70s and 80s, we were going to freeze, and, and now we're going to you know, die of, of heat. And I, I hear this over and over again, and then I looked, I started reading on the data, because I just, well, what's the data? Well, the data and the computer models are radically, radically different. Absolutely right. In fact, the New York Times came out with a piece, oh, this probably a year and a half or so ago, where they were talking to the climate uh, uh, scientists who do the uh, modeling, and they said, you know, really, we haven't been very good at this. Uh, all of our models have predicted much warmer temperatures than have actually occurred, but we're trying to get this thing better now, so maybe one day we'll get better with it. But it was a, it was an interesting confession that appeared in the New York Times because it's it's what 
some of us have been saying for some time. Earth on a gradual warming trend. Sometimes it gets warmer. Sometimes it gets uh, colder. But the models that they're using, and what's what's odd, Greg, is that the the media will go out and they'll say this is science, and they're looking at the models. They're saying science tells us this. No, this is a model where people have put in various estimates and. Uh, uh, things, uh, assumptions in there, and sometimes right. they're right, and many, many times they're wrong. Well, they don't always know all the assumptions. They don't know all the data. They're just whatever data they put in comes out. What and you know, as a religious person looking at this too, I'm going to tell you, it sounds a lot like the indulgences of the day of Martin Luther. I don't know if you know much about that, but that was back in the same day where the government shamed you. Then you had to pay your way out of it. You had a penance system. You had to actually uh, indulgences you had to pay, and then you got forgiveness because you paid in. And it just sounds like carbon offsets to me. Well, I'll just tell you, I've got a statue of Martin Luther and a bust of John Calvin in the house here. Well, Martin Luther is my hero, and John Calvin was born on my birthday, so I think I can appreciate the company you keep. (laughs) Okay, well, anyway, it it has become something of a religion, and that's why data doesn't make any difference anymore. You have to believe. Right, right. Well, what about some solutions, and then um, where do we go from here? Oh, gee, what do you do on solutions here when when the government is, especially the U.S. government, throwing uh, hundreds of billions of dollars mm. at these projects mm. to try to, uh, in all kinds of areas? And, of course, you know, as, as the federal government has tried so hard under Biden to promote electric vehicles, and if you want an electric vehicle, that's fine with me, but it, it, we've gotten to a point now where the companies, the car companies, are scaling back on this because yeah. the government's trying to drive this, and consumers just aren't ready for it yet and the, the market isn't ready for and it the yet. infrastructure so, is not there it's just not the there infrastructure is not there so you you've got the government doing industrial policy but it's not something that consumers are generally supporting yet and that creates all kinds of what we call malinvestment where money's going to places it shouldn't be going and coming from people uh that they could use it better if they had it if they had it themselves there you go well, again, uh, it's great to have you on to expose this so people can come to grips with this because it is uh, it is changing our lives. And if it's bad data and it's bad science and it's bad politics, we should say, well, no to this. So where can they go, Dr. Matthews, for more information? They can go to IPI.org. We're a nonprofit, nonpartisan research institute, been around since 1987. And it's IPI.org, and you'll find all our material there free for consuming and sharing. Well, great to talk to you. Thanks for keeping us aware of this stuff. Uh, We need the information. Appreciate having you on today. Take care. Thank you, Greg.